Welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host Justin Baker and I are breaking down the top 20 wingers on today's show. If you didn't hear us break down the top 20 centers, head back, listen to that, subscribe to the show. And uh, just a caveat, top 20 players at their position in the playoffs. In the playoffs. That's that's an important caveat. NHL.com put out their top 20s and there was like five players from from the from the playoffs. It was stupid. Just take those, take them out. Take the Kings and the Sharks out and uh, worry about them, like you said earlier. Worry about them in, in October when you do these lists again after the, the playoffs end. And we've got a quick turnaround. With that said, we're just going to jump right into it because we are going to do, uh, we've got four shows this week ranking all the positions. So we just want to jump right into it. If you uh, if you haven't listened to that center one, head on over. But otherwise, we are going to do some wingers right now. And uh, Justin, you have any just missed wingers on your top 20 wingers in the playoffs? I've got one guy. Uh, that is Johnny Goudreau, a guy who is oh, a little bit of a disappointment. your list. Dang. Missed my list. Yes. When I look at right now this Calgary Flames team, a little bit of a disappointing year. I'm not sure if they can rebound. I know they had a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, and they just everybody had banner years last year, but I don't know if they can rebound, if they can find that scoring touch. And uh, you know, we'll see come these playoffs. But for me, he's on the on the outside looking in right now. Okay, uh, I didn't. I don't have a just miss list, so we're just going to move to my number twenty, <laughs> and uh, that is Jake Getzel at twenty. I've got Claude Giroux, the former center turned winger, at nineteen, and I have Elias Pettersson's better half, JT Miller. I love it. Yeah, I got all these guys on my list as well. Maybe a little, little bit different order than you. Um, for me at number twenty, I've got a guy who maybe probably didn't make your list, but I really like this guy's game, and he could be, he could be the the key for Montreal, and that is Thomas Tatar at number twenty. Holy crap, Thomas Tatar, yeah. made your list. Yes, Tartar sauce points. Wow, sixty-one points in sixty-eight games. This guy is stirring. He did have an underrated drink. season. You are right. Yes, absolutely. Um, and again, at number 19, I've got Patrick Liney, a guy who is fully capable of scoring 40 goals. Um, not really sure where he's going to fit in in the lineup, if he's going to be on the top line, if he's going to play on that second line with <laughs> who knows who at center. Um, you know, now that, uh, you know, Brian Little is not going to be there. And then at number 18, I've got Jake Gensel, a guy who last year scoring 40 goals, uh, 20 through 39 games this year and could potentially you know, be another 40 goal scorer next season if he stays healthy. So for me, that is my first three on the list. Yeah. I, I kept Getzel a little bit down. I mean, he, he is coming off an injury. We'll see. We'll see what he looks like. He should be fine. But uh, I, I also think, I mean, as far as needed to be good, like Claude Giroux better be darn good for the Flyers. Uh, JT Miller right. needs to be great for the Canucks. Like the Canucks don't have a whole lot else outside of that top line. Uh, I know mean, you've got Bo Horvat, you've got, uh, you've got other nice pieces, but I think it all it all starts and ends with that top line. If you can shut that top line down, Vancouver isn't going to go very far. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you at all. Um, okay, so let's go seventeen through fifteen then. All right, at seventeen for me, you've talked about him, JT Miller. This is a guy who has to be great. I love his game. He kind of reminds me a little bit of a Ryan O'Reilly the way he plays his game, a little hard. Got plenty of speed and plays on both ends of the ice very well. Yeah, pretty uh, nice snag by the Canucks to snag yeah. to take him from from Tampa, where he was. You know, sometimes those guys that are buried in a lineup that you can tell they they have talent. Sometimes they go somewhere else and you put them up in the lineup, and all of a sudden they're not as good. 
because now right. they're playing against better competition on a regular basis. But JT Miller, man, he was just someone who was stuck in in that Tampa Bay system and was just He's just so good, but they have so many guys ahead of him, and he comes to Vancouver, and he's really shown that, wow, what an investment, giving up that first-round pick. And that first-round pick now, likely, you know, at least for Vancouver's sake, hopefully. Wait, that pick was for last year's draft, right? It's not for yes, this year. Yes, it was. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. It's like, well, <laughs> Vancouver loses. Maybe it turns into something better, but no. Although it is Vancouver's spot that uh, has the, um, the number 11 right now, so we'll see if who gets that number one overall pick. I thought it was Winnipeg. Was it? Maybe. I You're think right. it was Winnipeg. Yeah, it was Winnipeg. That's okay. Same thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, at number 16, a guy who had a bounce back year, 32 goals in 71 games. That's Max Pacioretty. Uh I love his game. Vegas is going to rely on him heavily along with another winger here a little bit later on in my list. Uh, hopefully you have him on your list a little further down as well. And then at number 15 for me, uh, Kyle Connor, probably one of the more underrated wingers in the NHL because when you talk about like names, you think of Patrick Laine, you think of Blake Wheeler first, but you don't really think of Kyle Connor when you think of the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, thirty-eight goals, man. Uh, yeah, yes. he's and, and thirty-four he's, last year. Yeah, I mean, he's a thirty goal. He's like a thirty, thirty-five goal scorer every year. I mean, that's just that's just who he's going to be. Yeah, I, a point I totally per game agree. And, yeah, average twenty-one minutes of ice time a game, so he'll be relied upon heavily with Mark Shifley, and uh, you know who knows who else they're going to put up on that wing there. Uh, maybe Blake Wheeler, maybe they throw him back at center, who knows. But a guy from good old Michigan, so Kyle Connor for me comes in at 15. Okay, uh, my 17's a guy who just missed your list. That's Johnny Gaudreau. I can't not keep put him on this list. I mean, he had he did have a he did have a bad year. I, I like I think something was going on with him, the situation there. Maybe it was all the stuff with the Bill Peters. I don't know, but he did not have a good year. I'm expecting that he goes in and is much better in these playoffs. Like, here's your opportunity. Don't blow it. Uh, I I just based off his talent alone, I can't keep him off this list. I like if you're if I'm looking at this and I go, do I want to? I do I want Johnny Gaudreau or JT Miller on my team? I'm I'm taking Johnny Gaudreau. There's no doubt about it. No doubt. Even though he's having a bad, he had a bad year. Uh, I want Johnny Gaudreau. I think that he can be a difference maker. And uh, and I I think he's had the the losses in the playoffs enough to be like okay this needs to be my year I'm I'm excited to see if he can kind of put it all together in the playoffs so he's my 17, 16 I have the same Max Pacioretty and 15 a guy a little lower on your list uh, which is Patrick Laine I think his defensive game has shored up he is finally being relied upon in in more dangerous situations and. Uh, you know he has he has the trust of his head coach now, and so that that's a big thing. And he's really changed his game from last year to this year. And I think that maybe he'll only take another step here in these playoffs. And I'm looking forward to seeing Lion A do that. All right, love it. All right, fourteen through twelve. All right, fourteen for me. I've got a guy uh, on the Calgary Flames. This is another winger who I think is the future captain leader of this team. That is Matthew Kachuk. I love his game. And if you talk about Goudreau or Kachuk, I would take Kachuk all day over uh, Goudreau. Hands That's down. why I Maybe. have Kachuk higher than Goudreau. <laughs> that a boy. Uh, not not quite the banner years last year, 61 points or 69 games. So still freaking good in terms of points I feel like games. just a weird year for the Flames overall. Like everyone yeah. had a down year. Everyone had an up year last year, and then this year everyone had a down year. So it just yeah. it's hard to... 
compared. And not not even necessarily a bad year when you talk about you know his point percentage. But uh, again, I, I expect this guy to hit the reset button, much like hopefully a lot of the Calgary Flames will try to do. And he should come out like guns ablaze and ready to go. Um, number thirteen for me, Claude Giroux. You talked about him a little bit. This guy, I think, is you know could be better. I expect a little bit more from him now that he's moved from center to wing. Uh, had a couple really good seasons the last two years. This year, again, a little bit of a down year, much like guys on the Calgary Flames, but uh, hopefully kind of bounces back come playoff times because Philly's going to need him to. And at number 12 for me, a guy who, to me, is, isn't necessarily considered a trade acquisition, but I think for the St. Louis Blues, they'll kind of look at it that way. A guy coming back healthy after only playing 10 games this year, that's Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah, yeah, huge huge comeback there for Tarasenko to be able to play in these playoffs man what a difference he'll make uh he's yeah. actually my 14 Beautiful. and uh Kachuk is 13 and Kyle Connor is 12 so I, I've got Connor quite a bit higher as well uh I, I just think that he's so important to the Jets uh really I mean when you look at this Jets flame series like whoever loses this series is like there's gonna be some repercussions for losing this series some shakeups. Yeah, there has to be. Like yeah. somebody's going to get moved because of a loss, and a win will probably solidify this group enough. Especially if they can win one more, like past the what our traditional first round. Um, that'll really help. But whoever loses this round, it's going to be trouble in paradise for that team. Especially, I think if it's the Flames, if it's the Jets, I think there's some. There's a little bit of an excuse. You lost Bufflin. You had a lot of injuries this year. You just had a weird year. Uh, but if it's the Flames, man, I just don't see how they keep this entire group together. I just don't because that yeah, would be. And they're going to be losing a lot of pieces on the back end too. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a chance maybe to hit hit the reset button there for for Calgary too. I don't think it'll be an all out rebuild or anything, but uh, we'll say a retooling as a few general managers have liked to say throughout the years. <laughs> Yeah, Kenny Allen liked to use that one in Detroit a yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's go 11 through 9. All right. At 11 for me, uh, speaking of Jets Flames, I've got Blake Wheeler. This guy's got the intangibles that I love in, you know, just a leader, right? You talk about a guy that plays hard, goes hard every minute of every game. Uh, maybe not as offensively, not an offensive up year in terms of his production for compared to the last two years, but I still think come playoff times he's gonna he's gonna bring it, and there's gonna be no doubt uh, that he's not gonna be relied upon in Winnipeg. At number ten for me, uh, probably one of my favorite wingers, and I want to put him higher on this just because this is how much I love his game and uh, think he should have got the best defensive forward last year, and that is uh, Mark Stone for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. This guy, sixty three points in sixty five games. He's a you know, he can put a few pucks in the back of the net. He's good for, you know, 25 every single year, just about, it seems like. And then uh, at number nine, top 10 in scoring in the league. Well, actually, at number 10, uh, he's got a tremendous center to play with. This guy's got speed to burn. And that's Jonathan, as I called him last show, Huberdu. Huberdu. You get old. Huberdu. Huberdu. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with, with regards to Mark Stone, it just got me thinking that the Vegas Golden Knights – uh, I think Mark Stone's their only winger that's on my top 20. I had none, no no uh, Golden Knights on my top 20 centers. I have one on my top 20 defensemen, which we will do. You'll you'll find that show later in the week. And uh, and then I have two of their goaltenders on my top 15. <laughs> uh, they don't have 
a ton of star power, yet they are a lot of people's picks to win the cup this year. Yeah, they get it done by committee. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they they've got a couple really good, you know, top two lines that can really roll. And um, you know, I think maybe, you know, especially their their banner year where they went to the cup final, I think maybe if they had that key piece back on defense or maybe, you know, one more guy, maybe could have put them over the top. Yeah. Uh I and I, I again I feel like it's it's the reason why they won't win the cup this year. They just don't have the high end talent that so many other teams have. Uh, okay, I'll go my 11-9. I got Miko Rantanen at 11. Okay. I have him outside the top 10. And uh, then Blake Wheeler starts my my 10. And same guy as you, Mark Stone, number 9. Uh, again, I was the same way. I was like, I want to put him higher, but I just don't think that I can. Like You start getting <laughs> into the top 8, and you've got some pretty damn good players. Uh, Rantanen slipped out the top 10 just I think based on the fact that who he generally gets to play with, I know that there were times when he wasn't playing with McKinnon. There was a lot of times that he was. Uh, I I would just like to see what he can do in these playoffs. I, I think based on all the other guys ahead of him, I look at them and I go, I know you're going to produce in the playoffs. I know you're going to be good. And Rantanen is the one guy that I go, are you like, can you take over in the playoffs? And And I think that's something that, we haven't seen yet, and so we'll we'll see that. And that, and he he did have some injuries this year, so um, that could play a factor in it as well. Yep. All right. All right. Into the top eight. Let's go eight, seven, six. All right. At number eight, you just mentioned him, Miko Rantanen, a guy who you know last year in the playoffs looked really really good, fourteen points in twelve games. I think he's. Doomed to repeat, and I don't say doomed in a bad way because I think it's doomed for the rest of the league. Because well, the gonna... Flames just couldn't stop him. Last no, <laughs> and I don't think anybody's going to be able to either. Uh, he gets healthy, Landis Guy gets healthy, Grubauer gets healthy. I think with all these healthy pieces around him, and now they have the ability to roll another line with you know Kadri on that second line center position to maybe give him some time to you know get off the ice so he doesn't have to play twenty five minutes a night. You know, that's going to be key to keep him healthy and keep his wheels going. So I think he's going to be great come these playoffs. At number seven, um, hopefully he's on your list here somewhere. But uh, Mitch Marner for me, I love this guy. He could be. He did uh, make my list, by the way. <laughs> I managed I to sneak him in there. Uh, yeah, this guy, kind of a down year in terms of production. I wouldn't call it a down year because he still put up 67 and 59 games. But coming his off best, his best play. year ever was his down year. <laughs> Coming off a 94-point season last year, uh, this guy is somebody who I think has the potential to, you know, help propel Toronto over, you know, over that hump to get to get going. I think four points in seven games last year, you know, it's okay, but I, I fully expected a little bit more, and I think we're gonna we're gonna see it because I think this Toronto team is gonna be very very hungry, and he's gonna be one of the guys, you know, ready to to scoop up some goals here. And then at number six, uh, Brad Marchand, obviously a guy who is capable of, you know, producing a lot of goals, a lot of points for this team. He's been just on fire the last few seasons. He's kept it rolling this year with 87 points in 70 games. And uh, we know what he's he's done in the playoffs. He's, you know, he produced 23 and 24 games last year, and he's more than capable of doing that again. So for me, he comes in at number six. Yeah, he's insane. Uh <laughs> And, and it doesn't help that it doesn't hurt that he's who he's playing with. Uh, right. Jonathan Huberdeau is my number eight. I think he's he is no doubt the most underrated winger in the NHL. Like 
he's been good for a long time and uh and yes he gets to play with barkov but i think i really think some of the reason why barkov is looks like he's so darn good is because of huberdo uh he can he can skate he was kind of little like the super fast winger before being a super fast winger was cool um <laughs> he just he can he can do so much he's he's not undersized he uses his size uh and i i think that i mean florida's got a good chance against the islanders and i think that it's because of the star power that they have up front in huberdo and barkov and uh it, it'll be fun to see them them go out in the playoffs. So he's my number eight. I've got Brad Marchand at seven. Okay. And, uh, and then Alexander Ovechkin at six. Wow. Maybe I a little have, lower. I have yeah. Ovechkin and Marchand outside the top five. Uh, Marchand slightly because I do have another Bruin that is in the top five. Uh, so that played sure. a little bit of a factor. Uh, I'm going on the guy who I think maybe makes the – the absolute biggest impact for that line. Uh, I put him in the top five. Marchand, uh, well, he certainly is the heart behind a lot of things. I think that uh, there's also the, there's a, you know, he, he occasionally can get himself in a little bit of trouble, and, and sometimes that plays to their advantage, but sometimes it can hurt them. And actually, uh, last, last year in the playoffs, that top line did not do as well as you'd think they did against uh against like Austin Matthews and against Mitch Marner uh they they struggled at times in that in that series so i think that if you if you can match them for their star power i think you have a shot uh so i'm i'm just putting Marshawn a little bit lower just just because i think you know it's he, there's there's better guys on his line uh and Ovechkin outside the top 5 i just think that he's somewhat of a one-dimensional player uh, I mean, especially at this point, I mean, and that one dimension is better than everybody. Like there's no, there's no <laughs> doubt it's better than everybody than anyone else can do in terms of goal scoring, but, uh, still is, is one dimensional. And just as a player alone, uh, I think it's just slightly outside the top five based on, on what some of these other guys can do. So with that said, okay. let's head on into your top five. Yeah. Uh, number five for me, I've got Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, you know, you kind of mentioned it a little bit. Again, he's he's a little bit more one-dimensional than most guys, but uh, you know what? I, I love his game. I love his leadership. I'll take his, his one-dimension all day. I'm yeah, sorry. absolutely. His drive is is insane. I think he goes hard just about as you know as hard as anybody else in the league. Um, you know, obviously, I was couldn't have been more excited to see him get his cup, and he still produced last year nine points in seven games for the Capitals, and I still think he's more than capable of being a point-per-game player in the playoffs. Um, so hopefully he continues that because I would like to see him go a little bit deeper this year. Um, and then at number four for me, I've got Nikita Kucherov from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, this guy's coming off a couple hundred point seasons. I mean, only 85 points in 68 games and still 33 goals, so not too shabby. Uh, probably with a full season would have been capable of maybe touching 100 points and 40 goals again, which would have been just phenomenal. I'm surprised you have him so low. Like that's that seems uh, truly that seems very low for for Kucherov. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about it, but you know, when I, I look at Kucherov compared to the guys ahead of him on my list, I think okay, these guys ahead of him are guys that drive lines. You know, not to say that Kucherov doesn't, but these guys don't necessarily always play. Um, you know, with guys that drive the offense for them, right? These guys are always driving the offense, whereas Kucherov gets to play with guys like Braden Point and Stamkos that help drive the offense for him. His fault? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, and you can't blame him. So. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, so he comes. Okay, no, so ahead. he's your number four. He's my number four. Yeah. Okay, so my five is Mitch Marner. 
I, I threw him in the top five. I, I, I really think that when it comes to the Leafs, when you've got Austin Matthews, uh, I think that what they might try here against the Blue Jackets and based off of some of what they've done, uh, we'll see uh, tonight is their first preseason game or their one exhibition game, but there's been talks about doing a, a Matthews, Marner, Tavares line. And uh, I really think that Marner is kind of the, he's the guy that you're going to use to get both those guys, the puck. Like it's it, it, to me, it seems like he, he may be the, the piece on that line. If the three of those guys are together, uh, he's the one who is going to make that incredible play to just leave someone else wide open. Uh, and you can play Marner. You can put Marner with anyone, and he makes everyone better. Everyone better. And he he kills penalties. He can go on the power play. He's very multidimensional, which is why I have him slightly higher than than Ovechkin. Uh, and it'll it'll be it'll be fun. I think we might see his like his maturity come through in these playoffs where, you know, he's had, he's now had what four or three playoff seasons to go through. And now you come into your fourth playoff. Here's your chance to prove, you know, that you can, that you can do it. He kind of had a down playoff year last year, four points in seven games. Uh, But I think that he's going to come in here and he's going to do something special. And uh, and I think that he's his speed will will definitely play a factor there. So he's five at four. I have Patrick Kane, who really is just he's everything to the Blackhawks and uh, and had a, a nice little season too. Eighth in points, eighty four points in seventy games with thirty three goals. So he is everything to the Blackhawks. And uh, and so at, at number four, I don't think there's any argument having Kane inside the top five for wingers, uh, just in general. And then uh, let's go. Also, my number three is David Pasternak. So that's where I have my top Bruins winger sitting in number three. Wow. Okay. Yeah. With 48 number, goals. So pretty good yeah, season. Yeah, not too shabby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three for me, I've got Patty Kane. Uh, he, he's he's the offense in Chicago, and if they have any chance of getting out of these preliminary rounds, it's it's going to be because of him. They don't, they don't have any chance. <laughs> well, I'm not arguing Sorry. with you there. Sorry, Chicago Blackhawks fans. Yeah. We appreciate you. We love that you're in. I love that the Blackhawks are in the playoffs again. It's great. Yes. It's probably going to be the last time they're in the playoffs for another couple of years. Yeah, you wonder if he's going to be the type of guy where some teams might take a peek at here because he's still 31 years old, and you say, okay, I can still get another you know, four years out of him, maybe. Yeah, three, four years. So maybe we try moving him so we can we can start a rebuild here again, but... Uh, yeah, number three for me is Patty Kane, and then number two, um, I've got David Pasternak. Again, this guy is just phenomenal. Uh, there's a reason why Bergeron and, and Marchand, their offense, their point, their production, all went up the same time that he showed up on this team, and it's because this guy, to me, is the one that drives this line. He's got such good speed. He's got such good hands, and he's he's only getting better as a goal scorer. I mean, 95 points, 48 goals. This guy to me is going to be an easy 50 goal scorer here for the next few years and a guy who's going to compete for the Rocket Richard every year uh, for quite a while. So for me, he comes in at number two. It's not talked enough that he is the 25th overall pick either. So there's yeah. not a lot of teams. Not too shabby. Uh, yeah, Pasternak, my number three. I've got Nikita Kucherov at number two. I think that he... He's just proven it. Like, he can do it by himself. He can do it with other people. He makes everyone better around him. Uh, he is phenomenal. I hope he gets it done in the playoffs or else he's going to drop on my list. 
Uh, and then I think number one, <laughs> we both have the same likely MVP. I'm hoping so. Maybe, yeah. Artemi Panarin, his first year as a New York Ranger, he is the top winger to me going to the playoffs. He is truly, like, if he is a great playoff, the Rangers could could win this first round, and, and who knows what they could do. Yeah, and it's it's nice that they've got kind of a one-two punch going with, you know, uh, Zabinajed's line with Kreider, and then they've got Panarin to worry about, too. Obviously, most teams are going to focus on Panarin, but... You know, you're going to have those times where you've got to worry about both lines. So who do you throw out where? And you can't double shift a, a, a top D man now because now you're going to get them a little exhausted, a sure. little tired out playing these guys. So. I'm so glad they held on to Kreider. I'm so glad oh they didn't goodness, trade yes. him because it just makes this this round so much more fun. All right. Well, there is our top 20 wingers in the playoffs. Uh, you can let us know what you thought. Find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Check out the top 20 centers. Stay tuned for the top 15 goaltenders. We just couldn't do them all. That's just not fair. And uh, and then the top 20 defensemen later on in the week. And enjoy those exhibition games. We will talk to you guys soon. 